Welcome to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have with me Rob Schultz, who is a wealth manager and financial planner. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. It's great to be here. Awesome. And uh, I notice you know a lot about transitioning people between uh, selling their business and going into the real world without that business. And you mentioned to me uh, earlier that it seems like people kind of get addicted to their business. And tell me a little bit about the, the mindset that people have when selling a business and why they can't just let go of it once they sell it. What's, what's the holdup? Wow, that's a loaded question. I would say <laughs> there can be a number of things. Uh, you know, One is, I think it takes a different set of skills to sell a business or transition a business than it does to run a business. It diff- takes a different... Um, set of, uh, of advisors a lot of the time. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, you just, you, you don't know where to start. And, um, other times you don't start soon enough. Uh, it's just, it's just a different animal. So they end up, um, kind of a lot of times procrastinating it, maybe a little bit too long, or in many cases, they'll make the wrong decision about what to do because they're using, uh, you know, their skill set that they have for running their business for trying to sell it. And, and like I said, it's just two different things completely. Yeah. And as part of, as part of the reason why somebody like, for example, I sold the business in 2012, I think it was. And when I sold the business, I was happy to, you know, wipe my hands clean of it and move on to the next thing and not worry too much about, you know, what's going to happen to that business. And did I make the right choice? I didn't have any regrets, no hesitations, nothing at all. So what is it that's causing somebody to have those second thoughts or regrets? Is it because they don't have a life outside the business and they made the business their life? Is that really what it is? Yeah, it can be. And, you know, Jason, that congratulations, because, you know, you're, you are in the minority, you know, most folks who sell their business do have some regrets, wish they'd done something a little bit differently feel like they didn't really plan out what they were going to do after they sold the business. All of those things happen. So, I mean, I have to turn it back around. What, what made this such a great transaction that, you that know, you were what, able what, to do that? What I mean, you that's, just that's said awesome. was, was the complete opposite for me. I mean, so, so ironically, I wasn't trying to sell my business. Okay. Right? I, it was a brick and mortar business that I had turned into a franchise. The franchise didn't work out, but the main business did. I didn't really want to be in that business much longer, but it was profitable. I had a plan for what I wanted to do, which was basically build a studio, start making movies, make my technology business kind of take off to the next level. But this brick and mortar kind of had a chain around my leg. So I was stuck, you know, in comes some guy who wanted to buy the business randomly. He liked what I was doing and he bought the brand. He bought the website. He bought the store. And he gave me an offer, an offer I couldn't refuse. There you go. You know, okay. so I so I took the offer and I was excited. I was like, okay, perfect. I don't have to, because it's funny, Rob. I was actually thinking of closing down the business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was great timing. And um, what what do you think? Uh, is that something that happens? People are ready to close a business down, and then maybe you you help them find a way to sell it, or they sell it. I mean, how, what's that whole situation like? I would say sometimes that happens, you know, that somebody just can't figure out what to do with it. They're kind of done. Um, in most cases, if, if you get to that stage, it can get real dangerous if you don't find somebody pretty soon. 
because, you know, in your case, for instance, just like so many others, you know, your interests have changed, your focus has changed, and you've got this chain and ball around your ankle, and it just loses value and loses value and loses value the longer that you, you know, kind of ignore it and go off with the other other things that you're doing. I, you know, one thing when you were telling your story that I just thought was, um, was really interesting. And I see this a lot. I'll see business owners that they have a plan, like you had a plan and, you know, part of being successful in a business is being able to have a plan and stick with it. Right. Absolutely. I would say another part of being successful as a business owner is being able to recognize when things change. Okay. And being able to shift and, and go with that. Cause you know, there are external forces as well as internal forces that are just going to change over time. And the business owners that I've seen that have transitioned really, really successfully can recognize those changes, whether they're, you know, there's just huge valuations all of a sudden that are happening. You know, the whole plan was to transition to, uh, some, some junior executives, but I mean, all of a sudden private equity is coming in and just gobbling up people in your industry at ridiculous levels. Well, you know, maybe you need to change your, your plan at that, at that standpoint. A lot of people won't. Okay. Right. They, they're stubborn and they're used to their yep. business and they think it's worth more and yep. Yep. it's too sentimental too much. It means too much to them. Yeah. I noticed that not only in private sector, but also the public sector when, you know, people like, for example, you know, Snapchat's a good example. Snapchat was famously offered, I think, $3 billion by Google and Evan Spiegel turned it down. And then he got a $4 billion offer from Facebook and he turned it down. And and it, to me, it's mind boggling to turn down any billion dollar uh, offer from any company because, again, he's still running that company for a decade or two decades. And it's like, when is enough enough and how much money is enough to walk away from a thriving business? Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So that's right. And that's, that's a very extreme example, obviously, but that happens a lot. Uh, sometimes the timing's not right. Like for instance, in your case, the timing was perfect. Somebody came around and said, man, I'll, I'll pay you some money for this. And it was perfect. Uh, other times somebody just might not be ready. You know, they have plans. They're maybe younger. There might be some offers out there, but they're like, man, I've, I've still got legs. I've still got ideas. I still, you know, I still think I can really make something huge of this. I'm not ready to sell out yet. I think that's okay. You know, I mean, if you're having fun in your business and you think you make it do really good things and you've got youthful exuberance and all that stuff still going, that's great. But at the same time, you should be planning towards that end because it can take, you know, even for a small business, it can take 10 years you know, to, to really make a transition plan work, especially, you know, when you're selling to a third party, that's one thing, but let's say you're trying to do a transition within your family or trying to, trying to build up an executive team that you're going to sell to or do an ESOP or things like that. You know, those can take a lot more time. And what we find, what I find is that, you know, people want to do that stuff really quick and they get frustrated. And because there's some things that just need to happen before, before you actually do it. It's time consuming. So when we're talking about smaller businesses, you know, let's say they're earning a million dollars a year or not even maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, just family businesses. Maybe they're getting acquired by larger companies or maybe 
uh, like you said, they're passing it on to a family member. What are the top three things that a business owner should keep in mind to do the transition properly from being the business owner to either passing it off to a family member or selling off to a larger company? What are the top three things you would recommend? Yeah, I'd say the first thing is to know what your non-negotiables are. You know, to go in and write them down. Just say, hey, these are the things that are really, really important to me. Uh, and so many, the, the way we make a mistake there is we say, hey, well, man, I just want a whole bunch of money for my business. Well, that's, that's just like one of the factors. You know, how are you going to get paid that money? Are you going to get it paid all up front? Well, if you go for the max amount of money, more than likely you're not, you know, there's going to be some, some holdbacks and some things like that, that, that can occur. So figure out what your non-negotiables are, you know, and what's important to you. You should look at your, your corporate values and make sure that that's in alignment with what your non-negotiables are for, for the business. Uh, and, and then probably third, the third thing would be, you know, besides, I, I guess I'll, I'll say the first one was know what your non-negotiables are. Second, make sure that, you know, what you're looking for in a transaction is in alignment with your corporate and personal values. I'd say the third thing to be, uh, cognizant of is, is to know what your plan is after you sell the business. Those would be the three right. biggest things in my mind. Because, you know, you're you're basically retiring in some way and you need to figure out what you're going to fill your time with because from what I've I've been reading, people who are retiring, especially during the pandemic, realizing well well what are they going to do now? They're they're bored because they can travel but not even really that much anymore and what are you going to fill your time with? TV? You know, uh, shuffleboard, uh, no. tennis, like what no. What are you going to actually be doing with your time? Because it sounds really great. People always say, oh, I can't wait to retire. But remember when we were kids and we couldn't wait to get a job and we couldn't wait to drive a car and we couldn't wait to pay bills. And now we're like, we want to go back to being kids. <laughs> so, yeah. so maybe thinking about, think about retirement more so as what do you want to fill your time with versus not fill your time because retirement really means you're not working anymore. And, it does. And, you know, business owners are very goal based normally, you know, they, they're trying to achieve things and they get excited about achieving things. They're achievement oriented. You can't just turn that off. You know, I, I mean, you, you need to have something that you're looking forward to. Uh, it doesn't have to be a business, but it can be a business. It can be a, a charity. It can be something family related. It can be volunteering uh, can be, or a nonprofit or something yeah, like that. It can be any of that stuff, but you know, you, you need to get involved in some things and, and if you don't plan that out, what, what a lot of these guys will find out is that they are busy because, you know, just stuff will fill your, fill your plate. I mean, but just make sure it's stuff that you feel like is worthwhile, uh, that's important to you that again, you know, that value alignment. I have a term, I, you know, there's enterprise value, which is how much your, your business is worth. I have a term called enterprise values, and that's an alignment with what mm. you're doing within your business with, you know, what your true values are. Uh, and I think that becomes very, very important as you approach a transition. And I think it's very important after a transition to, to recognize, you know, what's truly important to you and make sure that you're spending your time, your effort, and your money towards those things. Otherwise, 
you will be spending your time on stuff, but it's going to be stuff that maybe is important to, to other people besides yourself. Interesting. So a lot of this sounds uh, similar to me to, you know, really kind of outlining and pre-planning what you envision your future to be like, uh, to make sure that everything that you envision, like your corporate values or your family values or your business values, making sure that everything is kind of written out so that, okay, I feel comfortable with this decision. I feel comfortable with this transition and I feel comfortable with this plan moving forward where I'm not going to be twiddling my thumbs wondering what I'm doing. So it sounds a lot about planning ahead to make sure that you're making the right decision and you're not going to be left kind of regretting what you did. So is that kind of, is that, is that the gist of it? That would be Jason. I mean, I'm a financial planner, so I believe You're planning. planning. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I get people all the time. They'll come up to me and say, you know, should I do this or that? And I don't know. I don't know what kind of decision to make here. I'm all, my answer always is, you know, well, we have to have a plan. Plan, yeah. And if we have a plan, then we can come back to whatever your question was, and the plan will answer the question in most right. cases. Uh, so. You know, I always, I always say that, you know, you're, you're doing three types of planning. You know, you're, you're planning for the worst as a business owner, you need to plan for the worst very first. That means what happens if I die? What happens if I get disabled? You know, what do I have in place to make sure that my family is okay, that my employees are okay, that my business can survive, that I can survive in case tragedy happens. So that's absolutely the first thing. And most business owners don't even get there, Right. Uh, the second thing you have to plan for is you need to plan for the plan for the best, you know, plan, plan for success, you know, have that lined out as to, you know, how, what do you define success as, and be able to back those numbers up and everything up. Uh, but at the same time that you're, you're planning for success, you need to plan for that to change. So you're continually looking at that success plan, making adjustments as different things and opportunities happen, just like what happened with, with you. And then the third thing is, you need to be able to plan for what's after your business and you need to be doing that now too and making sure that it's something that is in full alignment that you can be excited about uh, because business owners get really excited about their business. They spend a lot of time and effort in that. And, you know, when that vacuum goes away, there needs to be something else there exciting for them to, to do as well. Yeah, going cold turkey is definitely tough. I remember, for, like again, it's funny you keep saying this because when I sold my business and I literally was already starting this other thing, right? So I had already started it, which is why I wanted to close the business down. So for me, it was like a godsend. It was saying, you know, someone told me, hey, let me buy your business. And then I was like, perfect. So I can now just start this thing full time, whereas I was doing it part time, you know? So I, I guess most people don't have that luxury. So I, like you said, plan for the best, plan for the worst, and plan for the future. I like it. Adapt, tweak, iterate your plan as you move along so that it's always constantly changing to fit your needs. And you should have a happy life, right? Now, where can people find more about you or maybe books you've written or anything that you want to offer my audience? Yeah, Jason, I'm, I'm easy to find. Uh, you know, we, we have a website you can go to and check out stuff that we write and so forth. I have a podcast now that I just started. Uh, that's called PNL Priorities and Lifestyle, and it's for for business owners. We interview business owners about things like this. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, Schultz Wealth is the name of my firm. I have a uh, I have a book, and then I have a Facebook group that both of them are entitled uh, Thoughts on Things Financial. 
that's a, a general financial planning book that I wrote. Uh, and in that Facebook group, we, we just kind of talk about financial planning issues, you know, that kind of stuff. Pretty easy to awesome. get in touch with. Awesome. Sounds like a, a wealth of uh, pun intended information. There so you go. I like it. <laughs> awesome, Rob. Well, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. I think this was a really uh, enlightening for people wondering more about the financial world and how to cope with selling their business. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you, Jason. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. And we will see everybody in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.